I'm coming, my baby. Forget a crocodile burger, my baby. Show you a lick. Welcome back, everyone, to Industry Babies. I'm Nick. And I'm Libby. What episode number is this? Like nine. Nine. Almost in double digits. Nine the musical. Um which means we're over two months. Which and is good. I revealed how many Spotify followers we had last week, but I'm not going to say how many we have this week, but it's a lot more. Yeah, it's growing exponentially. It's weird because Spotify has more than, like, Instagram, but you'd think Instagram would get, like, more traction. You'd think your friends would follow you, but they... I think, but I think that probably on Spotify there are, like, bots or something. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, the odd listener from, like, a random part of the world that just happened upon it. So, how was your week? It was long. And the Saturday crossword was so hard yesterday. I like, can't believe you so do that mind. and the Wordle. You wake up every day and you do both. I don't do the Wordle anymore. Okay. Why not? It's not... I don't know. I just got... I'm over it. So you I haven't done it in like Wait, a week. Is the cross, does the crossword take a long time to do? On a Saturday. The Saturdays? <laughs> Saturday. And Sundays. Sundays are bigger. Sundays will take me like an hour. Oh yeah, the Sunday's but the big like, one. Mondays take me like four minutes like genuinely four minutes and then tuesdays will take me like six or seven and then wednesdays will take me like 10 or 15 Hmm. and like thursdays and fridays and saturdays sometimes i give up on honestly so i don't know but yesterday i've been really trying to get through them with all my might and my brain power but yesterday like completely ruined me and then i read the like the accompanying article to it and people agreed Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. Ugh, whatever. I was on such a... I did the Friday perfectly. It's feeling so good on the Saturday. Do you have... <sighs> I don't understand, like, how much downtime you have from the time you wake up to the time you have to get in the car and go to set. No, well... Like, none? Or, like, are you jolting out of the bed and going to set? Time. Or... Well, I do the crossword, like, when I'm on set because I get there an hour before my boss does or 45 minutes or something. Hmm just to make sure I beat him. And oftentimes, like, I beat him by a lot. Right. I'm just, like, wondering if you've established some kind of, like, constant routine every morning or if it's still kind of like this. No, because, like, like, my yeah, call time tomorrow is is 1 p.m. And my call time all of last week was 7.30 a.m. So what do you do all day before your call time at 1 p.m.? Like, explore? Um, well, since, like, tomorrow is the first day that's it's, like, late... I'll probably wake up early and I'll do stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, since it's 1, we'll go till 11 and it's an hour drive home. So I'll get home at like 1230. Um, and so then the next day I'll sleep in, you know. But do you like, have I'll to do work? Till noon the like, next do you day. still work tomorrow before set? Like, do you still have to do stuff for your boss on their phone and stuff? Mm, no, because like everything that I do that's... Most of the stuff I do that would be work outside of set is on uh, East Coast or L.A. time. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So are you going to go to Budapest tomorrow and be a little tourist in your own city? No, I have to leave my house at, I still have to leave my house at um, like 10.30 a.m. Or 11. Because it's an hour and a half drive? Yeah, it's like an hour and 15. What the fuck do you do on those drives? Does it make any sense? I know. That's like <laughs> it's way... the same drive every time. Like we go to we go to the city Gyor, which is the ninth largest city in Hungary with a population of like a hundred fifty thousand people. <laughs> and because we we're always at the airport, like the Gyor airports where we film all this stuff. It's like I think it's like a private airport. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then this week we're at like a fort, like a military fort all week. And it's also, it's like 10 minutes before Gior. So it's not even like, it's the same drive every time right. to Gior. And it is so long. That's like my old commute. My car doesn't have, like, it just holds gas so bad. I fill up so many times. It's crazy. Now we just had daylight savings today. So now it's just going to be so much worse because night shoots are turning into, like, real night shoots. Mm. So um, on Tuesday, the call time is at 5 p.m., oh. which means we will wrap at 3 a.m., which means I will drive home and get home at 4.30 in the morning. And when will your and your next call time will be in the morning or no? No, that so... Oh, because there's a uh, law that, like, it has to be a certain... It's it's people's guilds. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be a certain time. Even like we we shot yesterday, which was Saturday, and we wrapped an hour late. And so our call time tomorrow, even though there was a day in between, got yeah. pushed an hour. So mm. our call time tomorrow was supposed to be noon, but it's one because we went an hour late yesterday. Right. And when um like we work ten hour days with no break, but when the drive is an hour away, um we work nine-hour days. We're supposed to work nine-hour mm. days. But when you shoot in America, like, they can be really long, really crazy long days. You just yeah. get paid a lot more. Yeah, I remember they would on Mank. Oh, my <laughs> God. From my day, my week It's experience. so good that you were on this one set, so you, like... I know. I, I de- that was the biggest thing I remembered was their we- the rules about, you know, you can't... If you go over, you turn can't... Turn around time. Yeah, turn around time. And also how much the money compounds after you, like, it's essentially over time. Like, it just goes up and up and up. Like, it ratchets up so much. Um, yeah, it's different in, that's like, in Hungary, it's way different. Oh my God, All those we got Hungarian paid people. so much money just for that one, five days. Like, I got paid more that in those five days than I got paid for, like, two and a half weeks at WME. Like, it was Yeah, so and what's insane. so crazy on set is, like... They, they call so many extras, like, on a day that you... On a big production like this, on a day you need extras, they call so many extras. And, like, they often don't use all of them. Like, yeah. they just call them to, like, have all these people. And, like, we look at the extras, you know? And they're like, those two look like they'd be good security guards. Right. And, like, the other 15 just sit around. So you pay all those people, people to sit around, for yeah. their days. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a good There's day. so much money that gets wasted just, like, for contingency. It's crazy. But I think the whole thought process of shooting in Hungary is that you actually pay those people, like, really nothing. Yeah. And their cost of, like, accommodation must be so low. But um, I don't get any extra money if I go over time, if I work a six-day. Because oh, you're salaried, right? I have a weekly rate. Oh. My week was boring. I just didn't really do... I just, like, did half days at work. I, like, went home in the afternoons and worked from home. Because your boss is out of town? My boss was out of town, and... I, like, I literally can't get work done if I'm not at the real computer, because it's so much quicker, and I can do all the shortcuts and stuff on my on my keyboard, but then I went home and, like, just kind of worked. It's just so much harder to work from home once you, like... It's, like, once you're working from home... It's easy, but then when you start working in the office again and then you go back and forth, it's like working from home becomes so much less efficient. But And I like having that big-ass screen and, like, being able to. I honestly just don't like it because I don't like using PC keyboards, honestly. 
You don't like using what? I like the Mac keyboard. Oh, no, I love the crunchy, like, PC keyboards. I just feel like you can't move as fast on it, which mm. you can obviously, like, if you're, like, a real person who's not an assistant, you can just buy your own, like, ergonomic keyboard, but... I love the... I watch a lot of keyboard videos on YouTube of people, like, ASMR. Me too. The, what are the, the... I follow, like, a TikToker who, like, mm-hmm. custom... Like, if you're real, really into keyboards, you, like, yeah. just buy the keyboard and then buy the keys separately. Exactly, yeah. And you have yeah. lights, and it's, like... I love the ones that are, like, those, like, beautiful, like, <laughs> matte, like, pink. Yes. Oh, my God. And they're so crunchy. I like the ones that are, like, um, like sort of almost, like, typewritery. Like, you can get ones that, like, the, mm-hmm. the keys are, like, circles, yeah. and they stick up. I love those. I'm really, yeah, I really I want... That. They're expensive. I'm on a custom keyboard. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at the charts right now, and Imagine Dragons has a hit. I think we should do the British ones. Should we do the... <laughs> <laughs> wait let me look at you official charts um the built the american ones are not Hello. ah that was loud sorry um the wow okay england is a is another country in fact wait england's crazy dude you will not we're gonna do england top 10 you will not recognize any <laughs> of these songs they're in a different like world industry babies across the well pond, i mean right? for context in America, you have, to, you have to do a British accent. Yeah, now. Well, okay. But for context, in America, Heat Waves is still number one, and like Stay by the Kid Leroy is like back at two for some reason. And then it's all the same songs. Okay. Like it's like Adele and Justin Bieber yeah, and yeah, Ed yeah. Sheeran and Lil Nas X. Literally, like, <laughs> holy shit. Number one is Starlight by Dave. What is Who's that? that? Number two is <laughs> Number two is Baby by Aich and Ashanti. I know that. Oh, I know Ashanti. Ashanti. Number three is Peru by Fireboy, Fireboy, DML, and Ed Sheeran. I know Ed Sheeran. Where Are You Now by Lost Frequencies and Callum Scott is number four. Make Me Feel Good by Belters Only featuring Jazzy is number five. Down Under by Lud featuring Colin Hay is six. Where Did You Go? Jax Jones featuring MNEK. I know MNEK. Is it seven? Is this like, is that like EDM? Yeah, MNEK is like EDM. He made that song with, uh, I will never forget you. You know that one? with Yeah. I'm sure I would know. Go by Cat Burns is number eight. BMW by Bad Boy Chiller Crew is at nine. And House on Fire by Mimi Webb is ten. This is actually, like. I thought it was going to be similar. No, it's, and Heat Waves is, like, Heat Waves is at 23. Wow, but Beg For You by Charlie's at 24. It's kind of cool. Oh, wow. They're, they're butt to butt. I don't understand. It's actually weird because all the American songs are, like, still on here, just way down. They're in, in like, the 40s and stuff. That's so weird. That is really weird. Maybe you should, you can mull that over and come back to us next week with some science. Yeah. Well, <laughs> ABCDFU actually went number one in the UK. I think the people in the UK are heavily using TikTok. The per capita TikTok yeah. users is probably pretty high. I also think there's just more turnaround of songs like i think there's like i feel like in the united states we listen to american artists and then we listen to like the really famous artists of all countries but american artists tend to be the most famous we're in the uk like the big artist makes their music and then it comes out and it goes number one and then we get all these other random edm artists that are like you know coming in because Mm -hmm. they have all these local artists that they really like they i mean england uh, the europe really 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 likes edm and they always have it's really bizarre I feel like they really like rap too. Yeah, they love like a rap EDM collab. 
Um, I'm surprised more songs from Charlie's album aren't higher up, but I guess she's got that number one album, so it's fine. Well, do you want to talk about the Charlie album? I love her new album came out last week, Crash, the new Charlie XCX album. It's so funny that I was like, oh, we should talk about it before it came out. I was like, we should talk about the anticipation of its release on the podcast. And we both kind of agreed like, well, we don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't anticipating it really. I just Which I like her. Which is funny because we both like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. I just don't really anticipate her music because it always just kind of comes out. And I'm like, I'll listen to it when I listen to it. I'm so glad that people are liking but it. But it went, just... yeah, it went number one in the United Kingdom. And that's huge because that's her first, it's like her first number one in England, in her home country. And I have a feeling it's going to do really well in in America. I feel like it's probably going to be, like, top ten. I mean, it's crazy that, like, performing on Saturday Night Live still kind of has that push. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't watch SNL, and I don't really know a lot of people who do. So it's interesting that, like... Like, I think I'm out of touch with reality. But even if you don't watch SNL, you know who's performing on SNL. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, definitely, like, a cultural... And you watch it on YouTube. So many people yeah. watch those watch I, uh, Yeah, SNL we watch them on YouTube, things yeah. on YouTube. I'm just like, I can never be like a music manager because I don't understand. Like, I read too much into like these like gossipy Reddit forums, like pop heads that are kind of like, what is she doing being on SNL? Like, that's a career route. Like, like, I'm literally in an alternate universe where I don't know what is actually mm-hmm. good for someone. And I, so that's why I'd be a terrible music manager. You're being pop head pill. Right. Like, I'm like, they're all delusional basically everyone on that forum is delusional <laughs> um and they were like they were like uh, you know spelling the doom of this album they were like this album's gonna flop it's gonna be her most embarrassingly flop album ever like she sold out blah blah blah. and this is literally like her best-selling album ever it's insane like, they don't know, they don't know anything every time on that forum like on that subreddit some someone says something they all agree and then the next week the exact opposite happens and then there's like five threads dedicated to someone being like this is why this community is so toxic and why you guys do not believe in women <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's literally all gay men i think it's like 97 percent gay men who are who are like in their late 20s and 30s like i i feel young on that on that on that subreddit because i'm i'm constantly like The internet's weird because I just assume everyone is, like, me, you know? Like, I just assume everyone's, like, my age. That's where... That's what's happening on Discord. You gotta get on the Popheads Discord if that is. I thought that the album was... I just... Yeah, I thought it was... I'm so surprised that people are, like, so into it because... Oh, I love it. Well, I get, like, being, like, real poppy, but, um... I don't... No, it's... It was super underwhelming. Like, almost annoying. Some of those songs are almost annoying to me. Well, you hate Baby, don't you? I do, yeah. I hated Baby. I refused to listen to Baby. Like, I got halfway through it and then I hated it. And then I listened to it, like, in the album and now I love it. I don't know why. I love it. I feel like song. people are like, oh, I think this, the lead, the singles were bad and the album's good. But I thought the, the singles, I thought Good Ones was really, really great. And then Beg For You is, like, kind of stupid. But, like, sonically is okay. Like Good Ones is one of my weakest I thought that the singles were setting it up to be like a great, just like pop, exciting album, and this album is just not exciting. I like how it's kind of emo, though. I love my favorite. I don't like that it's it's like neither happy nor sad. Whereas I feel like in the past she's been able to be happy and sad concurrently, right. which is a huge strength. Well, it oscillates between like extremely explosive songs and like really really sad songs but i just love it i think it's like her second best album ever there's no skips oh my god oh what's the one i hate i, I, mean, like, I bet you hate used to love me 
that's one go? What I, that's my. You used to love me, now you don't. Done it. No, I don't. I don't mind that one. I love the slow songs in that album. Or do oh I? God. Oh, I don't Move like me. lightning. I love lightning. Move me is my favorite song. I like I yuck. Remember. I like yuck. Yuck is good. Yeah. I thought okay, so Crash is like one of, is like my ultimate Charlie song. You know, I know you love like, you. You're a Crash. Hot, girl. hot out of the gate, and but Crash and Good Ones are both like one minute and fifty nine seconds, basically. Like just, yeah, just make it longer. Wait, all those songs um, are two minutes. It's insane. It's a short ass. And album. then oh, and I really don't like Every Rule. No, I love that song. And I hate actually my least favorite one is Twice. I don't actually a lot of these. Don't think twice, don't think twice, don't think twice. Oh, that's twice fine. About it. No, all of these songs sound or like are the same where they're like rotating around this one word and she's like saying it a lot and then she's saying it a little. Baby. I'm gonna make you my like Wait, don't she's think always twice, done that though. Twice. All her songs are just like her <laughs> screaming. It's like word. it's like eating away oh, at my I brain though. It. I don't care. They, like, have, I don't know how to describe it because I don't know music, but, like, to me, they're all following this, like, same songwriting pattern, which is weird because she's a good songwriter. Yeah. I think she's doing that, like, in a very formulaic, like, on-purpose way. Uh, I just thought it was so boring. She's definitely had... I miss collaborations. I wish there was Um, such an opportunity to put collaborations on it, especially if you want it to be very popular. I like the Rena collab. Yeah. I like good. But like, good. I miss p- her putting like a rapper, a female rapper. Mm. Yeah, like there Brooke definitely candy. could, there could have been a cupcake. <laughs> Brooke Candy, Fag Mob. Yeah. Big tits, double Ds, no silicone in the, whatever. I just like, I'm looking for a serotonin boost. No, this album is not or a Or I'm looking boost. for something to be like really good. I actually almost crashed my car listening to Crash. <laughs> two days ago i listened to that song like 12 times on the plane and then i was like oh wait i have to stop listening to it because it's called yeah, crash and i'm gonna, gonna manifest it the yeah yeah i love move me that's my favorite song from the album i don't and oh that's constant my repeat. i really hate that song i love that song it's so beautiful and i love constant repeat i love the saddie ones she's like good at that what we don't talk about is that this is a breakup album right yeah she broke up with huck kwong uh, yeah, I know. Isn't that sad? Yeah, I feel like nobody's talking about that. And and because no feel- one's a real fan. No one's a real fan. The way I, that like, like I'm not a gatekeeper, but it's just really insane that like Charlie XCX is the only artist, the only artist I can actually say I have like been a fan of since like literally before she was famous, which is just insane to think about. Like, yeah, I think I can say that about a lot. of I people, can't say actually. that about. No, I'm I'm kind of a bandwagoner. Like I I don't discover artists normally. Like I I normally find them pretty late because i don't go out and like search music mm-hmm. um i didn't I, I wasn't on the charlie train for a while no i've been on the charlie train since i was like literally 14 it's actually insane when she was like a tumblr girl she was like a tumblr goth girl yeah like no i was on i, I definitely like knew who she was but well yeah because her first album's so good and so unique and then she kind of like I, she kind of sold out prematurely before she, but yeah, but Boom Clap also. Well, was that getting, was also like my issue is that back yeah. then I was not listening to albums, so I was never going right. to discover anything. Well, the, that. the sucker sucks. Like the rest of the songs are not good. <laughs> like that album is not a good album, and I was like, did not like that album either. But also, like Boom Clap 
did really really well like it sold a lot and it was um like a, a really successful song on and on and on and no. on i also love that song personally yeah, um, i mean i don't think but now, in retrospect i don't think it's bad. i mean now it's like so insane that like the same, it was like cool the, to it was like cool to hate it you know like back yeah then. i mean it's a stupid like fault in your stars it's the theme song for fault in your stars yeah that, which is actually a Shalani, a Shalani, a Shalani Tady joint. Everything comes back to Shalani Tady. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that Charlie's in her element and making good music. And maybe all of you shills should go back and listen to how I'm feeling now. If you like this album so much, yeah, that is by far the best album of all time. Ugh, it's so so beautiful. It just like it brings me to my knees you know <laughs> i love anthems the last three songs are like the most epic songs of all time we, and then the, the first yeah. song is like a perfect song and then the whole middle is like let's cry so hard and it's still somehow all cohesive not to pit two amazing women against each other but i just get so mad when people refer to Folklore as, like, the quintessential lockdown album. When oh, How I'm God, Feeling Now yeah. came out literally, like, within a month of lockdown because she fucking busted her ass to make the album. She's like, so as a weird epic. challenge, like, for with her fans. And then she did it. And, like, obviously no one listened to it except for, like, people who already listened to her. But that album is so... Like, the thing with, like, that album is so, like is actually a lockdown album because it, like, describes the day-to-day of, like, living in lockdown with, like, her boyfriend and stuff. Like, it's And it's so... not, like, it's not, like, corny, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, Folklore is is just, it's a good album, but it's just a, like, folky album that happened to be made in quarantine. Like, it has Girl, no... I don't know anything about Folklore. Like, it has no references to lockdown or quarantine. It's literally just, like, it could be, a, it could have been made 20 years ago or in 20 years in the future. It's just, like, oh, she made it in a cabin. It's just aesthetically No, people literally hate anyone with, like, any sort of point of view or, like, yeah. works. It's so But I was just surprised that, like... people's preferences. I was just surprised that more people, like, weren't listening to the album because I feel like it was just so universal, like... No, people literally are not... People are on a lower vibration. People are on a low vibration. People need to, people <laughs> I, need to wake the fuck up. I know. It's so unbelievable to me. I, or, like, wish I had... Like, all I want is to have a project that I want to work on that like has a deadline I've set for myself and every day I work on that project and I make that deadline. <laughs> Maybe you should join a writer's group. No, but I like I don't have a job. <laughs> like you wake up every morning and you're like right. I'm going to work on my project because I'm trying to finish my project. Yeah, I want to do that too that. Like would be sort really of like fun. a senior capstone. <laughs> something yeah, something like that. Something like a thesis. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to wake up in my, like, home studio and be like, today um, I'm going to put together some beats. Like, every time, like, when I watch Five Foot Two and I watch Lady Gaga try to, like, figure out that album. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Or, like, I was listening to a podcast about, like, a guy having a deadline. He was just talking about writing a book. One of my favorite authors, actually. And, um... I was just like, wow, imagine being like, I need to finish this book by the end of the year. And every day you're like, writing the book. I know. That's really crazy. Author yeah. deadline stuff. Music deadlines to me make sense because it's like, yeah, you gotta. Every movie I've ever seen is like, okay, we shouldn't be giving anyone advances. Like, when yeah, has someone it, not blown their advance? It really feels like most people <laughs> are blowing their advances. 
personally. Yeah, I think that those advances should be paid out in weekly installments. I think I need an advance, and I think I wouldn't blow it. I just um, need the right person. No, I wouldn't blow it. I wouldn't blow my advance. I'd be so grateful to get an advance. But I would want it to be paid out in weekly installments. Oh, yeah. Getting a lot of money at one time will ruin you, I think. Well, maybe you funnel it through your business manager. Maybe you put it through your LLC. I'm working on my LLC right now. What do you think I should call it? Big Naturals LLC. No. Shut up. Um, sincere. Gorgeousness LLC. My dad sent me this whole email being like, well, if you put it in Delaware, you're going to have to tell them why it's in Delaware or something. Aren't a lot of LLCs in Delaware? Yeah, and it's okay if it's in Delaware. You just have to, like, I don't know. What is your LLC for? Are you making jewelry? For filmmaking. Oh. You have to have an LLC if you're, like, going to do anything other than spend money on yourself. Right. Because, like, you need insurance and tax stuff. So I'm just getting all my ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should make an LLC. Well, you can use mine is the thing. (laughs) Wait, you can share LLCs? Well, like, it could be, it's like, yeah, like, it's a production company. Oh. It's not, though. Like. Mm, I need to do a Roth IRA. I decided I gotta do a Roth IRA. I've always said I've always said I'm gonna think about that when I turn 25, and that's actually I'm barreling down the path to 25. In fact, I will be 25 in. Is your what's your birthday? 16, April 14th? 11th, 16 days. Fuck. Okay. Well, now that we're sort of talking about our endeavors, we should get into the meat of the episode. Oh, which, which is was... our user submitted questions. <laughs> Well, it was sort of catalyzed by, I got some feedback from my friends, you know, we have an open dialogue with our listeners, of which there are actually a lot. Mm -hmm. I will say that if, like, hundreds of people are listening to this, that's enough for me. (laughs) Yeah, we're touching It's a lot of eyes on you and ears on you. Yeah. So, don't think we're crazy for asking you to submit questions, girls. Anyways, um, we've been sort of guided by our loyal fans to put the industry back in industry babies as well. So a lot of these questions are sort of regarding that part of our lives. Um, Indeed. I'm going to address this first question that we got though, which is when am I coming back to LA? And um, I'll actually be there for a week in April, but then I'm departing again. And then I'll be back probably in June But then I might be departing again then. So it's almost like being a rock star. Right. Yeah, it's almost like being Axl Rose. You know, people want to know about books, but we all know where you are in your book journey. I mean, we can't talk about my book journey. Yeah. I finished Um, finished Slaughterhouse-Five recently, though. Why do you just, like, only read things that are sad? I liked it. I'm still reading War and Peace. (laughs) It's now coming up on... Three it's years. been two years. It's been two years. Yeah. No. No, it's been two. I got it in, I think. You got it in um, quarantine? No. April of 2020. Yes, because I was like, I want some recommendations, and you told me to fucking buy it. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and this is my your word fault. is God. <laughs> this is your fault. Um, I'm I'm like, I have 700 pages left. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, 700 pages is, is really little. You're, in, you're, 
the context of that book. Like that's <laughs> no, not. No, that means you're like two hundred pages in. No, I guess it's like no, Libby. That, over that book is like three thousand pages. No, it's no, not pages. it's not. It's like twelve hundred max. Uh, okay, then I have. I'm on like page seven eighty, so I have. Oh, then you're pages. really far along. Yeah, no, I'm like you know, it's more than a dent. <laughs> it's I'm well more than halfway. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's just like. It's hard. No, that's amazing. That's really amazing. <laughs> no, if I was only halfway at this point, I would kill myself. Um, Two years okay. actually isn't even that long if you really think about it. Well, I also stopped reading it for like seven life months. Get, life gets in the way. Sometimes life moves real fast. Sometimes if you don't stop and stare, you'll miss it. Okay, what's the next question? Um, someone wanted to know about your writing process. Well, they said our writing process, but... Um, not as much of a scribe as yourself. My writing process is I don't write for like four <laughs> months and then I write for like 10 hours on one day. And but then like, I do, that do you every seek four inspiration months. from anything? No, I like get inspiration, like going on walks and like listening to music and mm-hmm. like sometimes something just kind of pops into my head. This sounds really tacky, but I actually do get a lot of like when I'm, you're like half asleep, those like weird thoughts. Yes. Like I, I'm, I'm constantly writing shit down like when I'm half asleep on my notes. Me app. too. Mine is always on drives, which, you know, is good. Yeah. I try... I'm not, like, actively chipping away at final draft every day, but I'm definitely, like, writing notes for the thing I'm, Mm -hmm. for something I'm working on every day. Like, I'm definitely, like, thinking about it every day. So I'm kind of writing. It's just, like, hard to, like, when you start thinking of it like a chore, it just, it stops being Mm -hmm. fun. And I have to stop thinking of it like a chore because I'm not, it's not a job. I'm not getting paid to do it. I'm not a writer. So (laughs) it should be a hobby for me. Do you, um, do you work on, like, one thing at a time or... More than than one thing, but I've been told that it's better to work on one thing at a time. Oh, really? That's what I've been told, but I've, (laughs) by my, like, by my my camp counselor. No, by literally my film camp counselor when I was 17. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, I was a film camp kid. Sue me. Um, No, like, I... Yeah, I I kind of work on multiple things at the same time, just depending on my mood. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, like, if, like, you're doing, like, a show in a movie or something. Yeah, like, I'm doing that right now. I'm doing, like, a feature in, oh. like, a pilot. Um, what is... Do you have any goal? Like... I don't what, know. I just want to finish them. Are you them. close to finishing them? I'm close to finishing the pilot. The feature, no. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's kind of miserable. Do you think you're But I enjoy it? doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what I think? I actually do think, I think I am like a sufficiently good writer. I don't think I'm a good screenwriter is the thing. Mm. Like I really don't like the format. I feel like it's I, something you can learn though. Honestly, I think like from Michael's episode last week, like yeah. it probably would be a good idea to get on Masterclass and watch some screenwriting ones. Yeah, I just don't like looking at a screenwriting Because screenwriting, page. like, actually is, like, formulaic in a sense. And once you know the formula, you can, like, break it. But yeah, exactly. But it is, like, you can't just write a movie necessarily. Exactly. Like, I'm very... I think I I have a hard time with succinctness. And screenplays are all about screenplays are all about succinctness and like getting to the point and actions and stuff. Yeah, like every scene, I always think about whenever I'm working on something. Like, 
every scene is supposed to further advance the plot. Yeah. If you read a scene and, like, basically, like, it doesn't tell you any more about a character or about the plot that you ask that. And I'm like, but what about the vibe? Yeah, what about the vibe? (laughs) That's why I'm always like, I should write a giant novel or something. Because you can put as much fucking crap in Because you can fucking, you yeah, you can just War puke all over it. War the novel of crap. That's literally crap Bible. There's so much <laughs> stupid information in that that literally has, like, talk about furthering the plot. He spends, like, <laughs> pages and pages talking about, like, plants and trees on the battlefield. Well, because it was like, serialized. It was, like, just, literally, like, yeah. it was literally, like, Carrie Bradshaw sex in the city for, they, like, <laughs> old Russian people. They need to... And as the French took Moscow, I couldn't help but wonder. Um, they need they need to start doing that again, like in our society. Like they need to start letting serialization be a thing. I feel like there's no serialized written things anymore, except for like Substacks. I guess. Well, Substacks that's always are why serialized. it's so like it's so interesting when people say that War and Peace is the greatest novel of all time. Certainly, my mom cites that as her favorite book. Which, mom, if you're listening, I don't believe that. My dad well, it's also, says his, yeah, because it's, because it's not a novel, famously. I know. My dad says his is Master Margarita. I'm like, okay, guys. Oh wow, they else. love they love Putin. Um, no, like Anna Karenina is his own is his his true novel. No, Karenina was serialized. I know, but he considers Anna Karenina his only novel. No, he considers it his his first his first novel. Sorry, but War and Peace Girl. he does not consider. Fucking historian of Tolstoy over here. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I will not apologize. You're at the gates of the Imperial Palace, being like, "Answer my Tolstoy riddles three. <laughs> if <laughs> no, you but wish I just, to that's come so in. interesting that you can like write it in one complete form, and then like later on, people like basically invent the modern. Like people are like, "Well, we're doing only novels now, and it can just be translated into that." Yeah. It's sort of like if somebody released a bunch of singles and then you put it into an album. And then Wait, you do you think he had an advance? Album. Do you think like the Moscow Shut Times up. gave him an advance and he spent it all? Um, okay, wait, let's the next question. Well, I think that, that's, a, that's a weekly installment. <laughs> a weekly installment. He gets a couple of rubles for his time. Okay, what's Girl, what's the next question? Rubles, <laughs> rubles are hard to come by in those times. And, um. I wonder what gas prices were like. Um, well, so in that same vein, I mean, a question was where where you find inspiration from, or like what's inspiring you at the moment. But I already answered that. Yeah, we are. We're doing a master. Oh, did we? You know what's interesting we, is you you sort of don't fire it back at me. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not looking at the question. No, but we're supposed to both answer. Oh, them. so what is your inspiration? Like, what is your source of inspiration? <laughs> I know um, this, but you have to say the to the. You know what? You know what my your inspiration, inspiration is? is the Keynote app. <laughs> Do you think it feels silly answering these questions? Like we're like no, like, I think it's fun. Aaron Sorkin or something. We are Aaron um, Sorkin. <laughs> the people want to know. Well, I um honestly, I get a lot of inspiration from Instagram, which like isn't even. I'm not going to apologize for that because there's some good stuff on there, and like mm-hmm. I have an account that. I just follow, like, it's a lot of fashion, but it's a, it's just, like, anybody that's sort right. of. And I save everything. Like, if I ever see something that I think is cool, I just, like, want to make sure that I can access it at some point. So, 
like even in TikToks, I've realized that even if you favorite TikToks, like TikTok is so fickle and they take down TikToks all the time. So like I save to my camera roll, like every TikTok I've ever thought had something interesting in it or like a new sewing technique. Like I see so many different like sewing hacks on TikTok mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, like material manipulation <laughs> hacks on TikTok. And then, yeah, I save material some- manipulation. Yeah, which is, yeah. What's that? Which is, well, it's just like when you get a fabric and you like, and you do, you do shit to it. Mm. Um, and then I save a ton of stuff on Instagram and like, I follow a bunch of, um, Costume Institute accounts and like archivist fashion accounts and stuff like that. And then, so I feel like the problem is though, is that when I see so much stuff, I like start to think oh my god like I've never had an original idea like I'll see something that is so similar to something I've thought of and thought was genius that I'll be like mm-hmm. holy shit like how's this even possible so then sometimes I like have to like fully remove myself because I'm like how can ideas spring forth if you see all this stuff all the time right which I don't know like what those things are providing inspiration for my fall winter 22 fashion line <laughs> but um i kind of find that i need to be constantly surrounded by other people's shit because my brain is blank unless stimulated and like it used to not be like that but i think i'm so medicated and like brain dead now that like i genuinely need like a starting point for everything even Uh like an instagram or like a song or something or just like a vibe yeah like it like jump starts you yeah i actually get the most inspiration going on walks and looking at people's gardens i love gardens no my brain literally is is empty like i cannot i just have the same thoughts on loop all day (laughs) yeah i famously don't have an internal monologue like i don't even know what that means oh i have a very severe internal monologue which is why your brain's not empty no it's empty in the way that like there's nothing of substance it's just my internal monologue being like i've like gotten so dumb that i think like it's actually helped me because now when i'm like when I'm not thinking of anything, I actually go to, like, Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> I am living in, like, Boop Fairytopia. Like, You're, you are the mayor of Boop Fairytopia. <laughs> and, like, Gloppy is there. Like, gloppy is there. <laughs> <laughs> gloppy is there. Gloppy and, is there. <laughs> no, like, I'm actually sincerely, like, I'm in a different place. Like, I, I just stand around at work and, like, I'll find myself there. Seriously, somebody will, like smack me with a ladder and that's when i come out of it do you think you have like mild like schizophrenia or something no 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 i'm so (laughs) could you like maybe having be having a break from reality no no i'm so far from that like i actually think it is purely like so that i can come up with an idea like it is not like some sort of coping mechanism okay you're not doing like roman zelansky Nicki minaj talking to her barbies thing it's not me trying to like escape Mm. reality it's like me i think it's me trying to i'm coming up with Ideas that I can mon- uh, yeah. monetize in the marketplace. <laughs> gloopy. And Gloppy is there. But... Gloppy. We're going to monetize Gloppy. No, I'm going to make a candy land. Now we're talking about problems. You're, you're talking about, I don't even know. No, we're talking about mental issues. Um. Okay, what's the next no, question? I don't have mental issues. I have like, I think I just see the world in technicolor. <laughs> I think I see syn- the world. You have, you have synesthesia. I actually have- do have synesthesia. Which is, like, 
every bitch under the sun has synesthesia. Like synesthesia is fake. It's, it's like Lyme disease. Yeah, it's not real. yeah. No, it's like being a human being is what synesthesia is. <laughs> it's like imagination. It's, yeah, obviously it's like, everybody's experiencing like literally life differently. No, okay. but I totally do have synesthesia, and that's why like I'm so I can like see calendars so clearly and like see words so clearly. Like I don't have a photographic photographic memory but who are those calendars like those like notebooks that are like super glittery and like you know what i'm talking about it's lisa not aaron condren lisa frank you're an you're a lisa frank archivist yeah you're like archive you're archiving your memories as like glittery lisa frank pictures but i'm not like um, oh the number four is brown no numbers are not color to me what's the next question People want to know about just, like, the industry, which I don't really know what that means, and, like, tips and um, what your trajectory was, which, like, honestly, let me think about what I would like to say about that. I think that everybody in life should identify what their dream job is. Like, what job would you like better than your job right now? And then what job would you like better than that? And then you should just go for it, and you'll be able to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, privilege, you know, helps. <laughs> but um, I never thought that what I'm doing was ever going to happen, actually, when me and Nick were sitting at Cha Cha Macha for six and a half hours a day, every day for six months. Mm. Um, and yet I am here. So Yeah, life really throws you for a loop. Well, I mean, I feel like we kind of had at first the very standard, like, you know, like college to corporate job in entertainment pipeline which like pretty much everyone does it just took a while for us to get there because we were blacklisted from los angeles <laughs> when we first moved here for some reason no one wanted to hire us no i mean um, but you should all never stop never stop stopping you like, should never stop ever. stopping like it's crazy they they will hire you if you keep knocking on someone will eventually hire you also you can get a job at the hype house which is what happened yeah. to me <laughs> which really through my life in a different direction like everything you can get a job as a receptionist and then like now you're in hungary yeah now i'm in hungary i feel like the whole notion of like the path is like dumb and not real especially in like covid times like really it could be as simple as like meeting the right person at a party and then like yeah you know like which is kind of scary and sad but I just think it's a little more fun still than, like, climbing a corporate ladder, which also, like, I think, like, people are always like, I'm just going to climb the corporate ladder. But, like, honestly, climbing the corporate ladder is almost as much mental energy and work as just being rogue and, like, networking, you know? I think it's, like, helpful to know and have friends who who are climbing the corporate ladder if you're ultimately not going to do it. Like, if right. you're just in, like, a circle of all people, like working on their art uh you're flopping girl <laughs> no but it does help to have friends like you yourself don't need to do it as long as like somebody can tell you what's what is what yeah because there are a lot of like stuff that's what's what is what i've found working in corporate hollywood you yeah what's what there. is what a lot of times and it's good to be privy to the what's what is what that's what i'm saying as a corporateer, as I am a cor- currently kind of a corporatista. I'm, yeah. You're kind of less corporatista, because you're, you're... Well, I worked two corporate, very corporate jobs, and then I said, like, if I'm going to get a third job after this, um, it needs to, like, be the biggest leap I can make in this time. Mm-hmm. And also, like, two, like, 
closest proximity to real actual filmmaking because that's yeah. what I want to do. Like you're literally playing like leapfrog and you're just like trying to hop to the furthest fucking lily pad that you can. Like if you're making small hops, you're flopping. You're flopping. So flop froggy. Like as long as you get your foot in the door, there is a path for you. Yeah. I just think like once you get out of the agency shit, like your next job probably will last kind of should last like over a year, I would think. And yeah, you just like want to you just like want to be like planting your roots and mm-hmm. like a place that you f- feel you identify with and what yeah. they're doing. I agree. Does that make sense to our listeners at home? All those people trying to. Well, I think it's hard for lots of people who are not in the industry to like uh, uh, relate to the concept of like how often we switch jobs, you know, like. I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. It's gotten a lot more popular because of like COVID and stuff. But, you know, it's not unheard of to like work at the same consulting firm until you're 30 right out of college, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously what a lot of people do, and it's like a very stable life um, and a lucrative life. The crazy thing to me is that like you can be on your third job and not be getting paid anymore. In fact, I think sometimes people get paid less, maybe depending on like how nice of a company your first job was. Oh yeah, like the pay- taking a pay cut is is very common. I'm doing it, and well, I guess I want to talk about other people's salaries, but someone we know is taking a pay cut as well. For a quote-unquote better opportunity. I feel like what usually happens... Like, some people will job hop, like, really often in other industries, but they're doing it sort of for the sole purpose of Mm -hmm. uh, getting a salary. Like, you can get a huge increase in salary if you you leave your job, like, in tech, you know? Yeah. To another job in tech. Yeah. You can... Also, you have way more negotiating power. Like, the concept of, like, negotiating for your new jobs kind of, like benefits is just insane to me like i and it's fun talking to my parents about it and being like you know you should really you know do a couple months and then you know talk to them about getting a promotion or a salary raise and i'm like that's just literally not how it works like i am at the whim of like an already established set rule and i can't like i can't say you know i have no bargaining power i have no chips you know you have to, like, unionize the assistants. Yeah, we need to unionize. The assistants do need to unionize. But, yeah. No, it's just a very different world, and I think people... It's fun. It's, like, it's such, like... Uh, it's weird being in the world and then, like, realizing that it's not everyone else's world and, like, how different it is from, like, what our friends are doing. Our friends all over the country in New York and Chicago and San Francisco. <laughs> and even our friends in L.A. who don't work at entertainment, which they there are those people... Oh, really? I'm trying to think. I know a few. I know a few. I know a few. Okay, what's the next question? Connor says Molly's Game is a great movie. That's not true. Never seen it, so I can't opine. I'm going to be writing the second one. That's true, you are. Someone wants to know, this is very interesting, what our summer mood boards are. Sort of a little... A little changeover from mm. what are we watching? What are we listening to? What is what's the what the vibe is? I think I'll be listening to Crash well into the summer. I think maybe I'll listen to Harry Styles' new album because even though he's annoying and gimmicky, I do like his music. And I feel like he has got a good summer vibe. His first album is the most underappreciated album ever. 
I've never listened to it. All I've listened to is Sign oh, Nick, of the Times. Nick, you should really definitely do it. You'll like it a lot, I think. Will you do that for me? Okay, I'll do that for you. I like when you when you listen to an album for me. I know. Normally they're good. They're always actually like pretty good. Like Take Care. Take Care and Reputation. Reputation. Reputation precedes me. Um, I don't know <laughs> clothing-wise <laughs> because I don't like have fashion vocabulary, so I don't really know like what, how but I can describe. But you are fashionable. Describe. These days I'm somewhat fashionable, except for the shirt, Even though I guess. you're... You're currently embroiled in a scandal surrounding a, a a polo shirt. A certain polo shirt, which I think is great, and it's also Ferg, so it's disrespectful to say you don't like it. Um, but no, I don't know. I don't know what the vibe is. Like, I don't understand how people like learn about what's gonna happen or what's gonna be big in fashion. Like, do you just watch like a fashion show? Wait, I think that I could be if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I could be a trend forecaster. Like, how would you do that though? Like, where do you learn about the trends? It's the runway. The runway. And I think the streets. I know, but it depends on, like, what street. What I've heard is that there's actually a special website. For streetwear forecasting? For tre- for trend forecasting, yeah. And is it, like, a secret? It's something you pay a lot of money for. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, like, an industry thing. Oh, it's, there's like, data. studio system. It's IMDB for clothing. But there's definitely um, data, you know? Like, you can... Yeah. Like, how much Especially, shit? like, you can always predict... Like, I'm sure you can always predict what the color of the, the Pantone color of the year is going to be. Or, like, what yeah. the next millennial pink's going to be. It is it is somewhat of a science because of, like, how uh, cycles of decades of yeah. fashion come back. It's, I mean, definitely easy to, like, to forecast, like, the general vibe. I just don't know about, I don't know anything about materials and, like, textiles. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the 20-year cycle thing is so real, like... Y2K is just the 70s, and now it's just Y2K, which is just the 70s. Sometimes you can, like, tell that you're going to see a lot of hats on the runway, though, you know? Mm. I would love hats to come back in a really big way, if they haven't already. Definitely, you're seeing a lot of printed, like, yeah, a lot of hats, a lot of printed hats. I, I can, I have, I just found a great grease-based uh, haberdasher. <laughs> It's making some interesting stuff. Will you send me the link? Yes. Maybe we should shout me. them out on our Instagram. I think I want to be in Europe. Hello. I think my summer mood board is listen to good music, finish Parisian everything I want vibes. to finish my music, not my music, <laughs> finish my album, <laughs> finish what I'm working on, and um, I really want to be in Europe. Really. Anywhere particular? No. Okay. I think it'd be fun to take a little vacation to the Medi- maybe just the Mediterranean. I don't know. I'm a, you know. You better I get that. on that boat, girl. I gotta get on a boat. I love being. I don't like being on boats though, but I like being <laughs> next to the Med. It's where I feel safe because I'm famously scared of the ocean, but it's the one place where I swim in because I'm like, well, if I get attacked and killed by a shark here, then that is such a statistical anomaly that I almost deserve it. You shouldn't be scared of the ocean, which is I'm scared of sharks. I know, but... No, um, I'm scared of sharks. Okay, what's your summer mood board? I mean, it's going to be like... I'm going to be free for a bit, hopefully, God knows, really, but hopefully I'll have some time off in June and July. So I am, I am mood boarding my summer. I really don't know what I'm into fashion-wise because I haven't dressed in a fashion outfit in forever because I'm all by my lonesome here in Hungary and I don't have any clothing. I live out of a suitcase. So I've like kind of lost my fashion sense of self. But the one thing I'm that I keep thinking about is 
Carrie Bradshaw in season two of Sex in the City when she's always wearing maxi skirts and like a really little top. Mm-hmm. And her and her hair is really straight and really long. And then I kind of want to bleach my hair. Not like bleach bleach, but I want to go really light. Is that a right. mood board or is this just stuff I want to do to my... This is just stuff you want to do. You want to go to the sea and I want to bleach my hair. I don't know if that's a mood board. Is that a mood board? It's hard to talk about a mood board because a mood board is inherently visual. <laughs> it's a PowerPoint. I think mood board for summer is definitely going out. It's lunch, not brunch. You know me. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think about that. I don't know about that. I think brunch is always in. Eggs are so far out. It's crazy. No. Eggs are so in because they're like sustainable, but they're also not vegan. I will say I was on the espresso martini thing way before any of you fucking sluts. Oh, I know Um, you were. You're the espresso martini, um, Paul Revere. It's because, like, you look at a menu and you identify what's going to taste the best on your tongue. And it's, like, people are finally doing that. so bad. No. Um, I mean, it came half out of necessity because I'm always narcolepting all over a DJ (laughs) set. Um, (laughs) No, yeah, you have issues. Um, I'm working on them. They should just make, like, an Adderall martini. That's a vodka Red Bull. That's true. Vodka Rebels were so bad for you, though. Well, this summer I want to make a fucking movie. And I want to... I just had an idea for a feature, which I want to write. Um, The problem is, like, I feel like everything I'm thinking of these days is, like, sort of a thriller, which is actually not, like, a genre I ever watch. But I feel like those those are sexy movies. Yeah. I love thrillers. Like, I want to, like, I feel like my aesthetic is genre, but what genre, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm ushering in that era. I'm ushering in eras of things. You'll definitely usher in a couple eras. And <laughs> uh, I think genre is fun. Yeah, I really want to watch Fresh on Hulu. Um, what's next on the on the list? Um, oh, Varun wanted to know... This is might be sort of a question for your solo or something, but he wanted to know the about he wanted us to speak on because I actually asked a question, not really what questions you have for us, but rather what you would like us to speak on. Right. And he so he said the rise and fall of artists and how easy it is to lose your buzz if you play your cards wrong. Is there anything off the top of your head? Um, I feel like that's a whole ass thing you could get into, but I think ultimately it is extremely random and I think everything's about your team and, like, I think a lot of it is luck. I think people, like, discount how hard it is not only to have, like, a hit song, but also to sustain a career from that hit song. Just, like, it's hard to, like, make a TV show or make a movie, like. Yeah. And that's why Lil Nas X is, like, killing it. Yeah. I just think it's, yeah, it's (laughs) it's very, so much of it really just comes down to, like, making a, a, a combination of good music and then, like, somehow staying relevant without being annoying and, like, turning making yourself into a Jennifer Lawrence situation where, like, people start thinking you're too annoying. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just weird. People are fickle. Like, I don't... It's really stressful kind of thinking about... I mean, I just think the best artists, like, don't care. I think it's it's very stressful and, and insane to, like, think about how you could please as many people as possible because... Yeah. It's just... It's an impossible battle to win and ultimately... But like, maybe we'll get into that 
more in depth in a later episode. Yeah, we can get into that more more in depth. We can use examples. We can do some case studies. We can talk about it's Rita Ora. It's something to really think about. Yeah, it's something to think about. <laughs> we need so to talk about I appreciate Rita I appreciate that um, inquiry from our It was friend. a very good inquiry. It was actually That's one of the more constructive ones. Um, <laughs> and it you shows know, some genuine interest. Silly ones. We got a lot of silly yeah. ones, not naming. But names. I appreciate. I appreciate our sillies. No, I like the silly ones. Um, speaking of Rita Ora, apparently Rita no. Ora and Dua Lipa like don't like each other, which is hilarious. That's really funny. Apparently, all the Albanian. Well, last night I was watching. They're running in the same circles. For context, obviously, I saw Dua Lipa live on Wednesday and it was amazing and we can talk about it later because it was truly like an amazing performance but then I've been obsessed with her so I've been like re-listening to all her music and I was I happened upon a video called 10 celebrities who hate Dua Lipa and I was watching it and number 10 is Rita Ora and they're Albanian sisters I guess they hate each other though and then number nine take a wild guess BB Rexa so all the Albanian girls are feuding. So a lot of actually questions and requests that we got were about uh, to do the segment that we to do what we teased on our last episode and uh, have Michael Yannacone on to talk about Taylor Swift um, and also dating. We will do a Taylor Swift sort of deep dive, I think. Me and Nick have been mulling some things over. Uh, specifically about reputation, because if you know us, you know that we could go on and on for hours about that album. And then people were also like, you guys you guys argue. What's up with that? So me and Nick thought that we should do a segment called Things Nick and Libby Agree Upon, because there actually are a lot of things. There's a lot. We fundamentally be- uh, believe, in, believe in some stuff. That's true. So me and Nick wrote out a kind of an extensive list. There's, ex- yeah. So which one do you want to talk about, Nick? Why don't you? Cats are special. We agree on, the one of the big things we agree on that is actually kind of fun because it's recent is that Libby <laughs> and I both agree that cats are special and we love cats. Yeah. So I co-own a cat with uh, my life partner, Jack Schimmel, that I'm fucking, it's so hard to be away from that little girl in Hungary. I, like, actually look at pictures of her all day long. Like, I'll be, like, looking for pictures in my camera roll of something else, and then I'll find her, and then I get in this hole, and it's just, like, depressing. And then Nick has a cat that he rescued from his own family. Yeah, I I kidnapped from my own family. My old-ass cat, who's 17, who I've had since I was little, um, I just took her to LA with me because she was living in our garage and like having a bad time and being attacked by my dog on a regular basis. So I took her and I nursed her back to health in my apartment building. And now she lives with me and sleeps with me every night. And she, <laughs> I feed her nice canned food and I take pictures of her and she's so angry. We can't do baby voices. I'm not going to do baby voices. She's angry. I love her. No, she's a hisser. She's so evil. She's so sweet. But I love Nick's cat. And Nick loves... Nick's cat is amazing. And I love how angry she is. It's so funny. Um, And then Nick kind of loves my cat. He babysits her when we're both gone. And they have a special relationship. If you're a dog person, you should, like, kind of look inwards. I'm still a dog person. I mean, yeah, you can be both. both. But I think... I think you... A lot of people would find that they like cats more than they would ever think. And I think it's rooted in misogyny, ultimately. Well, I think yes. And I also think cats, like, are the perfect young adult pet because they're so low maintenance. 
when someone mm-hmm. our age gets a dog, I'm like, you've given up, you know, like you're, you're willing to put in the next 10 years of your life to essentially doting on this child. Like, yeah, you have no idea how much responsibility it takes. Like you're now a dog parent and that ages you, that makes you less fun. It makes you less flexible. Whereas a cat, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I want my Shiba Inu one day. I have a plan to have two Shiba Inu. Shiba. Yeah, they're really fun and boisterous and like trainable. Um, but a cat, you could literally ignore it all day and it's happy. But it's still a companion. So like you can go and do your things as a young person, but then you can come home and have your little companion. And it's so nice. And I think it really helps your mental health, honestly. So well, yeah, petting animals is amazing for your health for your mental health. But I think that like, I don't know, having a dog is <clears throat> waking up early and Mm-hmm. No, exactly. They seem to it's, cost more too, honestly. They definitely cost more, and there's so much more maintenance of like going outside and like going to the dog park, and like it's a child, it's a child. You Making sure they get of. enough like activity if they're a certain type of dog. Yeah, like the stimulation aspect is so annoying. Like the fact that like I never have to lift a finger to like. Yeah. Like if my cat wants me, she'll come up to me and like start rubbing her face on me, and then we'll, I'll pet her. But like, there's never a time where I have to be like, oh, I gotta get the toy out and like play with her a little bit like she sits and sits yeah like goldfish day. loves to play fetch but like if she doesn't play fetch it's not gonna be like yeah the end of the world she's not gonna fucking kill herself she'll like run around and figure it out for herself you know like dogs if they don't get their fetch that day they kill themselves yeah they kill themselves they literally run into traffic and die um no yeah <laughs> dogs are needy i also like in general like this is i guess we're still agreeing on this but now we're kind of hating <laughs> <laughs> is that like i don't really like dog culture like i don't like i don't think it's okay that like we've ex- accepted the reality where like you can walk into a restaurant or a grocery store mm-hmm. with a dog like i think that's not okay i don't think we should allow that and especially unleashed dogs i think there are so many unleashed dogs in la and like in new york especially. in budapest like, there are, none of them are unleashes well are those not like stray dogs no, no, no. People oh, walk the- their dog. I have not, I have yet to see a, a dog being walked on a leash. Like, I think that's so insane. Like, I, and then everyone's always like, my dog is well trained. Like, my mom, it's like, no, it's an animal. Like, it's well trained, but you don't know. Like, the fact is, this is the worst case scenario is it attacks another dog or a person, and there's no way for you to restrain it because it's literally stronger than you, and you don't have the leash, which is the thing that allows you to, like, exert control over it. It's stupid. It's so totally annoying. Totally, and period period like don't bring a dog into a grocery store that's disgusting okay let's get back to our positive mindset okay yeah sorry we love cats (laughs) you're all angry girl we love cats don't bring a dog into a grocery store but cat bodega cats is fine to me so that's our new segment um (laughs) totally has so much to do with this podcast (laughs) well yeah wait um i just watched this awesome video (laughs) what was it it was Bella Hadid gets her hair done on Vogue. Oh, I saw that actually, and I was like, maybe I'll watch this for a rainy day. You should day. watch it. It's, it's she really shows her personality in it. Mm. It's kind of epic. I actually will watch it then. If she shows, if she shows her personality, then I will watch. She's it. She's showing her personality. She she's glowing. Yeah. No, I we agree. That's something we agree on too. Is that we love Bella Hadid. <laughs> no and after this her. video like i actually i fell deeper into standom wait lily just texted me god you are such a hater <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah bitch you i am hater. i'm hating i'm you, hating from outside you, the you dog need to park. not bring everything back to hatred there's so much to be angry about in this world and but there's so much but there's to be so happy much about. there's so much to there's love. more to be happy about than there's to be angry about you're right um no yeah i love bella and i love that like we everything we get is like a new th- a new like layer of her i guess that's how pr works but 
No, it's definitely her year, 2022. Yeah, no, it's like the year of of her nose being reclaimed. Um. So, but yeah, that's I think that's kinda, about all we have. I think that's it. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. For fuck's sake, follow us on Instagram. Sorry, I'm being positive. Follow us on Instagram, please. I just like want to know if there's anyone out there listening who doesn't follow us on Instagram. It's yeah, it's like there's more Spotify listeners than people who follow us on Instagram. Okay, should we call it? Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank Hope you guys, guys like it when it's just us. I think they will. Or maybe they won't. Future nostalgia. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye guys.